And um, one of them actually said, yeah, I'm very interested. This is a very strong deal. Um, I'm going to bring in the funds necessary to close on this deal. So once we heard that, we stopped raising. We got really excited. We felt really confident, you know, that, uh, that uh, we have this on lockdown. You know, this is locked. We got to move on to the next thing. You know, we were, we were already celebrating, you know, a rookie mistake. As an operator, I know other investors are romanticizing multifamily investing, and I'm looking to learn from other investors' mistakes. I know you are too, and you found the right place. Welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the great pleasure of having Leslie Allison with me today. Leslie, how are things? Yes, sir. Where are you in, like, DMV, right? Yes, I'm in Maryland, uh, Hanover, Maryland. Man, man. So if, you, if the listeners want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So the best way, you could actually reach me on my cell phone number, which is 301-655-4708. Or you could uh, send me an email. It's L-A-W-A-S-O-M at X-S-I-T-E capital.com. Uh, that's X-I-S-T-E capital.com. X-I-T-E capital.com. That's the name of my company. But my telephone number is there. 301-655-4708. Perfect. Perfect. He's a brave man. Who knows how many people are going to call him off of that. <laughs> Want me to edit that out at some point? Let me know. I'll go back. <laughs> but uh, now that they know how to get in contact with you, why don't you give them a little bit of your background and kind of introduce us to the deal that we're going to talk about today? All right. Um, again, I'm Leslie Awesome, and um, I'm a real estate investor and also a nurse anesthetist on my nine to five. Um, I started investing in real estate um, back in 2017. Um, that was initially um, pushed forward by uh, my desire to um, provide an alternate source of uh, income for my family and to provide stability for my family after witnessing what happened in the 2008 with the markets and everything. So I started seeking alternative methods and fell on real estate. 2017, uh, I had the courage to finally go out there and get my first property. Um, did my first rental property that worked out really well. Um, did that. Then, uh, um, towards the end of 2018, I met my partner, uh, Mr. Tenny Tolofari, and um, we were talking about investing, looking at ways that we could scale, and um, came across um, multifamily investing. So we started our company, Excite Capital Investment, in 2019, and um, focusing on multifamily syndications. And um, it's been a great, 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 amazing journey so far. A journey filled with a lot of growth which is what initially pushed us into this business. And um, as part of that, in 2019, we came across a great opportunity that was a great opportunity to propel us forward in our, our journey, made some uh, mistakes along the way, and I'm happy to share some of that with you today. Oh, man, happy. That means you've healed from all of the scars and the pain, man. So tell me, how did you get into the space? Because you guys have been going after some pretty big deals. I mean, I heard you on Adam Adams' podcast and reached out to you off of that. And I think you closed like over 100 unit deal on your first one, right? 
Yeah, so um, we we are in uh, 192 doors as limited partners in um, in the deal, the deal that I'm going to talk about because um, we had the opportunity to be on the general partnership side. And just like you said, it was hurtful when we were unable to deliver and did not get on that GP side. It really hurt, but um, it was a great opportunity for growth for us, a great learning experience. And um, sometimes you're glad that you go through that hurt because it makes you a more stronger and better person. That's a good approach. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm that good of a, <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate that. So talk to me about the deal, man. How, what happened? Set the whole stage for us. All right. So this deal, um, part of one of the things we do is um, we host a meetup. We do a lot of networking um, because we know this is a relationship business. So we go out there and talk to a lot of people. And um, this deal, um, we came across this deal through one of our networks. Um, our main partner on the deal, we had been trying to get in touch with him and connect with him and network with him for a long time. Um, he finally uh, met us and um, we sat down, had a conversation, shared with him our enthusiasm, our vision and our goals for the future. And uh, he, he connected with us. A lot of the things that where he's at today, um, we could see ourselves going there. He is like a great role model for us. So he saw that in us too as well and gave us a chance to um, prove ourselves and be part of an amazing deal, a great uh, B-class um, asset in a great market um, with a great group to be part of, to start off with. So in every, in every way, it was a very great opportunity. So um, we had that opportunity to be part of the general partnership site, which would give us an opportunity to keep learning and um, to gain that experience on that side of the business and give us that credibility to keep growing as well. Um, but unfortunately, we were unable to meet up on our part of the race. Because, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. How does that work? Because I've never done a syndication. Everything that we've done so far and what we preach in our businesses, joint ventures. So how do you raise and become a general partner and all this things because it's foreign to me yeah so the the way it works is um and in, in the syndication um on the general partnership side everybody plays everybody that's on the general partnership side plays a role you know but uh, and part of it might be um raising money but then you play another part on the management side so um we were Get offered the opportunity to get a small portion of the general partnership side, but we had to raise a certain amount of money and we were going to play an active role in the management as well to be um, part of the deal. So the structures, everybody, the structures is different, but everything has to be done on the legal side because in order to be part of that deal, you have to have an active management role. So um, that was the opportunity that was offered to us. We actually flew down there and took part in the due diligence process and um, spoke with the team, met with everybody down there. So, but um, when it came time for us to close to deliver our end, we were unable to meet up with the funds because some of our investors backed out at the last minute. So, but um, we stuck with the deal as limited partners and put some of our own money in it. So I never hear anybody talk about investors backing out at the last minute. I've had it happen in a deal before and they weren't mm -hmm. investors. They were partners in our deal. So talk to me about that process. Cause you know, the, there's a sausage that gets made when you're raising money and nobody actually talks about how that actually happened. So like, how did you 
get people committed? And then how did you know that they decommitted? Like walk me through that process. Cause it's a secret sauce evidently. <laughs> yeah. So the, most of the responsibility really fell on us. Like we didn't do the right things in the beginning because um, you have to talk to as many investors as much as possible and um, get like pre-commitments to, from your investors, have a, a list of people that you can reach out to when you have the deal at hand. You know, we had a very, very small list. We had not done a good job of putting ourselves out there, of letting everybody know what we do. So at that point, when we got the deal, we reached out to the list of people we had. And um, one of them actually said, yeah, I'm very interested. This is a very strong deal. Um, I'm going to bring in the funds necessary to close on this deal. So once we heard that, we stopped raising. We got really excited. We felt really confident, you know, that... Uh, that uh, we have this on lockdown, you know, this is locked. We got to move on to the next thing. You know, we were, we were already celebrating, you know, a rookie mistake, <laughs> you know. But now a uh, few weeks to the closing, we started reaching out just to make sure everything was okay and we could not hear back from that person again. So now at this point, now the pressure is on. Now we got to start going back now to start reaching out to other people. And um, that, that was really the worst thing to be doing at that point in time. When you have that pressure on you and you're talking to some people, maybe for the first time, it really doesn't matter how much of the numbers that you're presenting. You know, it's difficult for anyone to want to give you that money when they see how pressed you are. So uh, we went through that, reached out to a few more people, sat down, talked with them, presented the, them the deal, and still were unable to were unable to raise. So that really hurt. It really hurt because it's it's a strong, good deal, strong producing deal, and it really hurt. But we learned from it. So let me get it right. This guy, Spanish, yeah. he he ghosted you. Um, yeah, we could not hear back for the person for like a week. Then a week later, um, we got a message and said, they've been busy. They'll get back to us. And, um, you know, yes. Wow. So is there anything that you guys could have done differently in order to have success on the backside of this deal? Oh, absolutely. There are a lot of things I would have done differently. That's why, um, to some extent, we kind of thankful that we had this experience. Um, now, the, the business that we're in is a great business. Um, it really does provide real opportunities for people to grow their world. Um, we did not do a good job of putting it out there and letting people know that this is what we do, that we have these opportunities that we could present to them to grow their world. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know we launched Myers Methods in the fall of 2019 with the ambition to inspire a new breed of multifamily investor. If you are interested in getting into multifamily or scaling your current business, hop over to our website at MyersMethods.com to grab your free four-step guide on how to get the ball rolling in multifamily. Now, let's get back to the episode. Um, we were a little bit shy. Um, we're a little bit shy, not putting, not talking about ourselves, not talking about our deals. Because one, one of the mistakes we made early on is um, when you get in the, when you start going to networking events and you start going, uh, talking to people, you meet people that would tell you that they have the capital, they have this money, they have all of this to do this, you know. And um, we rely too much on that. You know, we did not go out there and try to talk to people around our network and see the people that we could help around our network. We rely too much on that. So we've, a lot of things have changed since then. We've changed our approach. We're focusing more on capital raising, focusing more on making our brand known and making ourselves known. 
and it's been it's been it's been a really 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 good experience um it's really really helping people out learn more about um financial education and growing their world and the response has been very very positive so far so sometimes i gotta slap my head and slap myself in the head and ask myself well, what was that really thinking why was that not going out there and, you know talking to people more? so um but all of that has changed now and we're moving forward okay so i gotta ask right <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so the guy didn't have he just kind of vanished you want to talk mm -hmm. to your other list everybody says list 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 it's kind of like a a code word how do you make a list how do you build a list how do you get people ready to hear about the deals that you're working on because i, I haven't actually seen a prescription for doing that so you just tell people what you do right um You'd be surprised. You tell people what you do, and some people reach out to you and say, "Hey, I want to learn more about this stuff that you're doing. I hear you're doing real estate. What is it about?" You know, and I just sit down and talk to them, and I tell them, "You know, um, this is what we do. These are the opportunities that we have. Um, if you're interested, um, when we come across an opportunity like this, we would like to present it to you. That's fine. They say, okay, yeah, that's fine. All right, let me get your phone number and email address." And we just um, have that person as part of our partners, part of our network. Um, and we reach out to the person periodically and let them know exactly what we're doing, where we are with everything. And um, now, if we have an opportunity that comes, we're going to present it to everybody that has um, shown some interest, that we have a prior relationship with, that has shown some interest in investing. And um, if they're interested, then they'll make a commitment at that point in time. So... The difference now is we're just talking to more and more people to reaching out, making the outreach bigger than what we were doing before, you know? So I know um, everybody that we talk to does not agree to invest. Some people just want to learn about what we do and we keep those people to as part of our network and keep growing the network and on whatever value we could provide to, uh, to uh, any person, we keep doing that. One of the things that scares me about raising money is, mm -hmm this sophisticated versus accredited thing. Yes. The majority of my people, you know, I'm not, you're almost, you're basically a doctor, right? You, you administer anesthesia. You, you got these group people around you that are high net worth. I went to public schools the whole way through. I got an engineering degree. You know, a lot of folks that I'm around aren't accredited investors. And so how are you like qualifying whether or not somebody's sophisticated or not if they don't have the net worth or are you only working with accredited investors yeah that's a valid question because we dealt with that too and we made the decision not to restrict not to um restrict our outreach so we made the decision to work just with accredited investors so in other because the last thing we want to get involved in is some kind of legal um issues so we made the decisions to work just with accredited investors that way we could maximize our marketing and which is what we've been doing. How did you, how do you find an accredited investor? Like my dad was a soldier, right? And yeah. we didn't have doctors and attorneys and dentists coming over for dinner. Um, and I'll be honest with you, when I was in high school, I didn't even know what an engineer was until I thought it was just a person that drives a train. So like, how are you? Is it just a function of like your day job or how are you finding those accredited investors that are interested in investing in multifamily? Yeah, uh, my profession has definitely helped um, because I have access to people that um, might qualify as accredited investors. 
but we're not limiting it just to a circle. We're reaching out on, on doing a lot, a lot of online reach out, doing a lot of marketing online. And um, we're getting some good results from that as well. Going out before the COVID outbreak, we were doing a lot of um, networking events, going out and talking to people. And there are, there are a lot of accredited investors out there looking for the right opportunities. Um, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised uh, until you get out there and start talking to people you will be surprised. You, you will be surprised at the amount of people that have that network that are looking for the right opportunities to invest in. So um, that has been a pleasant surprise for us because we've met um, some some good people along the way. Do you have to have so back to the list thing, right? Yeah. You do it on like pen and pad, or you got Excel, or you got like Mailchimp. Like, please <laughs> talk to me now. No, no, we have a CRM system. Um, we have a CRM system. We have a, a great virtual assistant that keeps us organized. Um, so we have a CRM system that we keep a list of everybody that's probably primarily a meetup. Um, anybody that's in a network that has not uh, in, in, um, showed any interest in investing. We have uh, another group of people that um, have showed interest in letting us be partners on their deals. And um, we have people that have, like, so we just keep, it's just about being organized. You have a list for investors, list for um, uh, lenders, list for property management companies, and just people that you can reach out to for different purposes. So we have a, a, a VA that makes sure that we stay organized with stuff like that. See, now you're getting super fancy. You got a VA and everything, man. So talk to me, I, I guess two things, right? Because it's not just you. So how'd you pick your partner? And then how'd you guys make the decision on the VA? And then like, what type of financial commitment is that? Yeah. So I like to say that um, uh, it's a funny story. I met my partner. I think my wife got tired of me talking about real estate and investing with, 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 with her. So she found me a friend <laughs> because at that point in time, I was at a space where uh, I was doing a lot of reading, keeping to myself, doing my um, um uh, rental projects, you know, and very skeptical of what I associated with and just trying to um, guard my mind space. So um, she told me about, uh, my partner does financial services. So she he did a presentation where my wife works. And my wife was like, I met this guy. I think you should meet him. I think you guys would really get along. I'm like, I don't know, stuff like that. But he finally came. We had a conversation and realized that at that time, we're reading the same book um, on the autobiography of Elon Musk. So we connected on that and I realized that he has the same kind of mindset that I had. He had the growth mindset. He wanted to grow. Um, so we started meeting and playing cash flow board game um, every Friday evening and just talk business and life and everything else. So realized that we shared a lot of the same vision. He has a super drive. He's very outgoing. I'm more on the shy side and kind of uh, was more of an introvert at that point in time. So um, we decided to put our forces together and move forward. And um, when it comes to the VA part, um, we don't shy away from investing in ourselves. Um, whatever um, resources that we've put in our business so far, and we've put in a lot of resources in our business to help it grow, is um, we look at it as an investment in ourselves, right? The results might not be immediate, but the growth is happening on a daily basis. You know, we are not where we were when we started this business in 2019. I can guarantee you that there are a lot of growth has happened on the personal basis. We've expanded ourselves tremendously and we know that um, great things are coming. So um, we look forward to the journey. We're really enjoying it so far and we look forward to keep going. 
your positive mental attitude is out of this world, man. I'm excited to get the opportunity to share with you. you. So I think I got two questions left and I'll ask at a time because these are kind of deep. The first one is, so you guys weren't able to get into GP on the last deal. Mm -hmm. How are you picking and choosing who you're going to partner with to get that first deal done? And kind of what's the criteria for a deal for you? So um, as far as the, the partners that we choose, we choose people that share the similar, um, the same vision of growth like us, um, people that are, um, have a high level of integrity and people that we could learn from. You know, um, we've been very, very fortunate. We've met some really tremendous people um, along in, the, in this journey. Um, that's why one of the reasons why I love this business, because we've met some really, really great people. Um, so, um, so we find somebody that shares the same vision as us, somebody that we could learn from. And we've met a few people like that. As far as the deal, we look for deals um, that are, are cash flowing from day one, um, B and C class assets. Um, we, we're not at this stage of our growth. We're not looking at a total like a repositioning kind of deal. We're looking for like light rehab value at kind of deals in strong and stable markets. So um, we're going on the conservative and safe side to start off our process. Then as we grow, we'll find areas of opportunities that we could grow to towards and um, keep growing. I like it. And then the final question is what words of wisdom would you have for our listeners? Um, the only words is get started, get started, get in there, start doing it. Don't limit yourself. Um, I say that because, um, I was at a space where I was limiting myself a lot. I was at a space where I had a lot of fears. Um, as you can see back here, it says um, something about don't let fear kill your dreams. I had to buy that and put it on my wall to remind myself every day because, um, investing, Growing wealth is a personal growth process. And once you get started and push forward, there are going to be some disappointments along the way, but you learn from them and move forward. And you're going to be glad that you took this journey. It's, it's been a great, amazing journey for me so far, and I look forward to the future. Awesome. And I, I can't help but ask, man. So are you native to the U.S. or did you come over later? <laughs> no, I'm from Cameroon, a small country in Central Africa. So I've been here for 20 years now. 20 years now. Yeah killing it both in your day job and your your night job so man i appreciate you coming on and sharing the missteps i wish you the best of luck if there's anything i can do to help you on your journey please don't hesitate to reach out um and we'll talk to you soon uh thanks jerome thanks for having me and have a good day you made it to this juncture so you really love what we shared on this episode of myers methods presents multifamily missteps do us a favor give us a five-star rating Give us a review and share this with somebody who's interested in multifamily investing. Until the next time, the pack is with you.